Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. Today we hear from Carpe Diem Film and TV's Marie-Claude Beauchamp, Digital Dimensions' Fred Faubourg, Squeeze Animation's Denis Doré and Oasis Animation's Isabelle Bilodeau as part of C21's Content Quebec On Demand about the growth of the Canadian province's animation sector. C21's Content Quebec On Demand virtual conference concluded recently, shining a spotlight on the Canadian province and what it has to offer the international TV business, from content with global appeal and co-production partnerships through to local filming incentives, financial support, locations and facilities. Carpe Diem Film and TV President Marie-Claude Beauchamp, Digital Dimension Chief Creative Officer Fred Faubourg, Squeeze Animation President and Co-Founder Denis Doré, and Oasis Animation Business Development Director Isabelle Bilodeau spoke to Adam Benzine about the growth of the Quebec animation sector, the shift from services provision to originated IP, the challenges and opportunities, mix of kids and adult content, and why the international market should be looking to the territory for programming and partnerships. There has been a real boom in Quebec animation, and there's a real shift happening from uh, a sector that was really known just for doing service production that is really blossoming uh, into original IP. All of the panelists that we have today are working uh, across original IP in the animation sector, and I'm just going to introduce them one by one. They're going to tell us a little bit about their companies and uh, about the work that they're doing, and then we're going to dive into a discussion about the Quebec animation sector. So I'd like to start with uh, Isabelle uh, yes. Blodeau, the Director of Business Development for Oasis Animation. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm Isabel and I work at Oasis. We're a 2D animation studio based in Montreal. So we really do 2D animation for series. Uh, we do a service work as well as original IPs. In the past, our original IPs have been more in the primetime adult space. And we are developing right now a kids series. So we've done a, a kids series in the past, but now it's really one of our focused as well as original IPs. And now we're part of um, Sphere Media, which is a, uh, a big group in Quebec, one of the largest groups in Canada, amongst one of the largest group in Canada and the biggest in Quebec for production. So it's, it's really great uh, to be part of that and to develop more creative IP. So that's really our goal. So thank you. Yes. And what are some key titles that, that, uh, that you have at Oasis? At Oasis, we do uh, we did um, Two Nuts and a Richard, which it's a, it's a show that's very um, funny, but also a little bit harsh. Uh, and we've also done um, Ben City, which was a French-Canadian adaptation of Pérus Cité, uh, which was two of our big series. So we've done a couple seasons on those two shows. Yes, I think uh, um, Oasis is a little different in that you're doing adult animation. Exactly. Yeah. So and in, in, in service work, we do work with um, Netflix on uh, F is for Family right now. So that's really something that we love because it's adult animation, but also service work. And we do work with uh, NBC Universal, PBS, BYU Broadcasting. And uh, yeah, so we do both a little bit of both service work and original. OK, wonderful. Well, Isabel, I look forward to uh, chatting with you a bit more about that. Next up, we have uh, Marie-Claude Beauchamp. She is the president and producer at uh, Carpe Diem Film and TV. Welcome. Nice to be here. Thank you. Great to have you. She's also the co-president for the Alliance of Quebec Animation. So uh, 
Here and my talking. other co-president is uh, Jacques Bilodeau from Oasis. So, exactly. uh, yes, we're working very hard in trying to promote and make sure that animation is looked under uh, all spectrums possible. Yes. So with your, with your work as a producer, tell us a little bit about the kinds of projects that you've been doing with uh, Carpe Diem. So I haven't done um, a lot or any uh, service. It happens that all of the service that came to us as service ended up either being co-produced or produced um, with the partners. So we haven't had a, a chance to do really uh, the service work. Um, but we're doing original IP. Carpe Diem has been going on for 17 years now. And uh, we've produced, uh, at the beginning, a lot of TV series uh, for Teletoon. And in the last eight years, we've been concentrating on feature films with the brand of Snow Time, Race Time, and Snow Snap, which was a two feature film and TV series uh, IP. And now we're starting a brand new IP, which is um, based on Butterfly. And um, we're doing, so Butterfly Tale, which is a feature film and a TV series. Uh, so the TV series in development and the feature film is in production. And that one is a co-production with Germany, with the majority partner being Canada. Uh, we have a slate of films and financing right now and a slate in development. We're producing a lot of pilots for our projects. And maybe the little difference between other companies is that we, we do have other areas that we handle at uh, Carpe Diem. So we have a music division. Um, we, we have, uh, we have uh, music stars that we promote, that we manage, and we also do soundtracks. Uh, we also have a book divisions. We produced um, about 14 different books in the last three years. And we also uh, do uh, international sales. So we have an international sales division, which is called Pink Parrot. So we're doing um, other than just the production, but different. we're, yeah. And is it fair to say that because you're working more on the film side, it tends to be with a lot more international participation. You're relying on international Cobra. Yes, there's just no real market just to do a film in, just in Canada or even in Quebec. Uh, the market isn't big enough to support such uh, large properties and big budgets. So we're always producing with the international view, uh, even on a brand that was totally Canadian, which was Snow, Snow Time. Uh, we had the international uh, view on it from the start. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Well, I, I look forward to chatting with you a little bit more about that. Uh, next up on our panel, we have Fred Faubert. He's the CCO for Digital Dimension. Welcome. Hey, hello. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet Great. you. Uh, tell us yes. about Digital Dimension. Tell us a little bit about the company and the, the work that you've been doing with the uh, the, uh, the Epic's game engine. And uh, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we are a Montreal-based animation studio. We're doing animation uh, for kids and family through our Saturday division. But we're also doing animation for a more mature and adult audience through our Mises Art uh, division. So that that's uh, or or two division which uh, we with who we're doing animation as a services, but also we are developing IP through those two divisions. Uh, like you just mentioned, we are doing a lot of real time animation as well. We are kind of the pioneer on this. We we released uh, a couple of years ago Zafari, which was the first animated series to be done in real time. Uh, that was done with uh, our partner at uh, NBCU at that time. But definitely, uh, real time is part of uh, the strategy moving forward, knowing that we want to build IP uh, and we want to build brand, not only animated series, but brand that will resonate through different media. So for us, for sure, uh, building this from the get-go in the video game engine 
open a lot of doors for interactivity and, and gaming later on if, if these IP have success. So that's really what we're doing. Our first co-production was Mighty Mike, which was sold worldwide and uh, distributed by our partner at Cake. Uh, so that was our first co-production, was a French and Canada co-production at that time. And so yeah, so this is, uh, we are, we are, we are now have a, a creative de department who is full-time dedicated on IP development, which is great. And we're trying to accelerate uh, this uh, this venture. We just team up, uh, it will be announced soon with, uh, with a sale agents uh, firm. So. So we have to, this is what we're doing right now and where we go. And, uh, yeah. and in terms of the international co-productions you're doing, what territories do you tend to be targeting companies to work with? Is it mostly working with American companies or European companies? I think it's always depend on the, the opportunity at the end. Uh, we did with France. That was our first and only co-production at that time. Uh, but we never know for the future. Uh, I don't know. We don't have a specific. Uh, no, it depends. Project boundaries. Project. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and then, uh, last but by no means least, we're going to go to uh, Denis Doré. He's the president for Squeeze Animation. Welcome, Denis. Thank you. Great to have you with us. Give us an overview of Squeeze Animation and the work that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so the studio is um, nine years old. So we're getting there a little bit, like like more mature. So we're still feel like a. We still feel like we're a young studio, we have a lot to do, uh, but we're still fo focused on the same target, um, you know, try to create uh, some of the best 3D animation work uh, that can be done. So uh, we do that in two ways, the studios, it's been for day one, you know, our focus servicing and IP at the same time. We believe it's hard to do, but it's uh, the way to go to create value over time. Um, and I think it's starting to pay off for a lot of... Uh, uh, the people that, that that are here today as well is, is, is part of partnerships, you know, like partnering with servicing is also bringing opportunities for IPs in the same, in the same way. So mainly, um, as I mentioned, we uh, our focus is really on 3D animation. We don't do 2D. 2D is helping us in, in the way we, we create all 3D stuff, but we really respect the 2D art, which is another art form. Um, and so, but we don't, we don't, you know, kind of uh, confine ourselves in one style. So we love to uh, create stuff for our kids and family, but also more mature uh, stuff as well and action driven, you know, content. And so we work with uh, Universal, uh, Illumination, Warner, Marvel, um, our biggest project so far is, is the one we're creating right now with Marvel, the What If series, which is uh, going to be released very soon in July on Disney+. Plus. And um, we also partner a lot with the video game companies. Um, uh, people don't know that well, but they, they have a, a lot of needs in, in animation. And there's more and more of this, you know, kind of, uh, um, I'd say, like opportunities to work together on creating content for uh, linear content and non-linear content with gaming. Uh, which is a great opportunity, I believe, for the, the future. And the same way, we're also partnering uh, with Epic, uh, with the Unreal Engine. That's part of our R&D process. And uh, on top of that, we uh, we started, uh, you know, putting effort and, and you know, ideas in place for uh, creating IP, IPs from the, the day one of the company. But we're accelerating as, as uh, the, the best we can, you know, uh, with our own stuff. The first uh franchise that we started uh, is called Cracky, 
and uh, we are coming with new content very soon. It's uh, it's uh, in the making right now, but we uh, we did have a, a cool success, a first success, a small one with the, the first series, 52 by one minute. It, it's been, you know, uh, uh, distributed uh, worldwide. And uh, we're pretty proud that that's uh, almost half a billion views so far on the, the platforms, uh, YouTube channel, and uh, and even in China. And so our plan is to continue to grow this uh, this franchise over time, but also bringing new ideas, especially our first feature film and also working on more mature brands as well. And we are based in Quebec City and in Montreal, okay. uh, both locations. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it fascinating, uh, you know, both with yourselves and with Digital Dimension, the work that you're doing across now television and video games, that video game animation has got to the level of sophistication that it's, you know, comparable quality to make something for an animation for a lower budget TV series versus for a game for PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. I think there's a also even more than that, there's the brand or the franchise idea that is relevant not only for, you know, whoever is doing a series or a movie, but the same for video games. They are becoming, you know, they've became, in, uh, you know, like uh, culture uh, yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah exactly. Million dollar titles. Exactly. It doesn't make sense not to bring those characters and, and, and ideas and, uh, and stories to the, you know, it makes sense to bring them to the, to the, the, the scene through uh, movies and animated series as well. So it's all blending. So it's so much opportunities for all of us to create great animated content with all those uh, partners, not only, you know, the traditional uh, linear, I would say, partners uh, from, the video, from the series and the, and the movies. Yes, and Fred, has that has that been your experience as well with with digital dimension? Yeah, totally. And one thing also is interesting on this moving forward in time. How people are consuming media today is completely different than when we were young, and now they are expecting their brands to follow them on every platform they are consuming. So if they are playing a game, they they are now expecting to have a, a linear experience with this world through streamers and stuff like that. So. It's opened a lot of new opportunity as, as a service, but also as a co-producer in this. So there's a lot of TV series now are, that are announced or produced based on video game uh, brands. Uh, and for sure, uh, the opposite is true as well. So building IP, we want also those IP to resonate and, and reach out to this gamers market. So that's, that's a, a synergy that is really fun to develop right now. And, and there's a big traction on this. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a fun time uh, to to be in animation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned that shift to to IP, and that is something that we've seen is a lot of companies that have previously just been doing service production moving into that. Uh, I wonder it might be a good a chance to to bring you in here, uh, uh, Marie Claude. To what degree has the the arrival of these big streaming platforms had an impact? Uh, in terms of prompting producers and creators to, to making original IP, because now you've got Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, there's huge numbers of platforms, that's just in the States, that are globally launching and they're all hungry for content. It's actually changing the way we're financing and the way we're planning our development. We, we get them involved much earlier than we used to. These, they were clients before where we used to sell finished product. Nowadays, they're partners from very early on in the process. So um, our strategy with them is that we actually develop pilot. And from the pilot on, 
we're we have something in hand to show and demonstrate where we're going with uh, with the property and with the IP and giving it as much spread as we can. We go back to them and actually get them involved at the early stage with the with a pilot, a good script, and then moving on into the last development phase. So, so it's changing the way we're going to package our financing. It's going to help us, obviously. Um, we're all aiming for theatrical release, but we also are realistic about splitting the world into different ways of exploiting our properties. So in some territories, we will go theatrical and some others we will go directly to platform and we will reach as many people even, even more through the platform. So it's, it's, a, it's a challenging but yet very interesting time because we are mixing ways of approaching the market and we also develop from the start on all other aspects of reach outs. Because today, nowadays, if you want to compete with a Pixar or a Disney, or you've got to be able into the eyeballs of the kids wherever they are, especially with kids. Um, the adult will search, but the, the children will want to be fed and we, we need to be everywhere. So this is why we get really involved on the music side, for example. It's been very beneficial for us because we've had hits on the radio with songs of a film which is unheard of, but it makes the property, it makes the kids feel attached, some, some attachment to the property, feels that it's made for them and that they act, actually, the parents don't change the channel on the, on the radio because they actually appreciate the music. But there is, that's a, a way to reach out and, and spread the, the IP overall that we've taken. Um, in the gaming, we have not done a lot of the gaming side yet. We've done some smaller uh, elements, but we've opened up to more if I may say cultural, so we've done a lot of exhibits, a museum exhibit based on the IPs. So that gave us another way to reach out to the kids and and make that property a bit of theirs um, and, and using those forms like the books and all that. Merchandising is still, you know, somewhat uh, a possibility, but we're not focusing on it as it is extremely costly to reach out. But we have done uh, and we keep on doing some. It's another way to fill the the ownership uh, to the property, and um, and animation is also, I think, at the great point with the platforms because we can foresee um, two years ahead of us where we're going to be with the platform, which we couldn't do four years ago. Now we can actually see a bit more, you know. So we're at a right spot right now. And I would think with those different models that you say for financing, it also comes with that different models of ownership. You have some companies like Netflix, they very much want to have all the rights if, they, if they're going to commission something. Others like the BBC are much more flexible in terms of who gets mm -hmm. to own what. Yes. And obviously, it, all depending on your financing strategy, but if you're financing with, for example, we do a lot of financing with governmental help. Well, the Netflix deal will come in, but we will have theatrical release in some territories and the deal would become very different, but it, it'd still be an interesting deal for them. Whereas um, if, if uh, we're not doing public funding, then the strategy is completely different. We've been using a lot of pre-sales from abroad to finance part of our films. And this is why we opened up a, a sale agents because it became the way to finance feature film is the need of foreign pre-sales. Mm -hmm. So I, we went out there and, and became one and now we can supply our, our our needs, but also other producers' needs. We have kept, we represent films from all around the world, not just ours, obviously. So it's, um, it's uh, the whole mechanism of financing, it's finding its way. And we've been 
quite well supported here in Quebec for the boom that we're, we're pushing for feature films to happen. We've yes. been supported by the Quebec government um, and the Canadian government is slowly yes. joining us. Isabel, I'm going to bring you in at this point a little bit. Uh, Oasis is, is uh, focused very much on 2D animation. Yes. But I wonder if you could give us an overview for your company on how much you're seeing that breakdown be by part, uh, partners and business that you're doing in the local Quebec market, by business that you're doing uh, domestically across all of Canada, and then international co-production and international partners that you're working with, how much of that is, 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 is a part of your business? Yes, of course. Thank you. Uh, well, for us, well, now being a part of Sphere, we have offices in Toronto. So Canada for us is is uh, is a great market. It's uh, across Canada, we're really like established and that's that's been really great. And that is going to be um, a part of our strategy moving forward for original IPs because we are we have the French Canadian, but also the English Canadian. So that's really positive in the international market. Um, we attend all the different um, MIPS and all of those different markets, like my, 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 the speakers here today, I see them uh, at those markets. And so our strategy it, moving forward is definitely co-productions uh, because one of the challenges, like Marc-Claude mentioned, like we, to finance our properties, we have to go and to uh, look for uh, pre-sales in, in TV, it will be co-production. So that's something, it's really part of our strategy to focus on um, co-productions for, um, for our original IPs. But if I can add, um, prior to that, we were speaking about all the new platforms, and that's really interesting and exciting for us uh, because we are developing our original IPs. And we feel like since they're new platforms, the restrictions are different. The, the way that they're developing, the, the things that they need, they're really focusing on the creators and the original storytelling. And that's for us so exciting because we can work with young creators that haven't developed that much, or we can work with other people. So the financing and the where we're gonna do it it really is dependent on the storytellers and the creation. So that's, it brings back the, the importance towards the story and what the project is re really is with all those cool platforms that are looking for really amazing content. So that's, it's exciting to, it, like yeah. Michael said, like right now it's, it's an exciting time, I think, for animation. And I'm interested as well in 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 what what the balance is overall for the company at the moment of service production work and original IP. I imagine it will be different, and I'll I'll ask all all, all four of you to say that. But Isabel, perhaps if you can say how yeah. much of what you're doing at the moment is service production and how much is IP. Yeah. Well, uh, at the moment we are we have three projects at the studio that are um, service work, and we are developing three series with broadcasters uh, in original IP. So we don't have productions uh, that are being produced at the moment, but they are in development with attached broadcasters. So that's, we're trying to keep that balance and we're trying to increase the side of original IP. And I think being a part of Sphere is going to be exciting because we're able to have tap on all those great resources and develop even, even more. Yes. So that we're, tr we're trying to increase that, the balance so we have more original IP, but right now that's, that's where we are. Yes. And Denis, for, for, for you guys? Yeah, uh, I think that it's still a small part when you compare uh, compare against the volume of service we're doing. And the reason why is uh, first, I think we're taking our time. We're trying just to you know make it good, and uh, we we want to take time. And we're also learning a lot. Uh, I think um, it's still you know new venture for a lot of our uh, of the studios here in Quebec and Canada. I think that we prove uh, through the years the quality that can that we can do before for new servicing with 
partners and that's that's great and everybody recognizes that when we go outside we go out uh, internationally everybody is like okay you can you, we know in canada especially in quebec we can do great work um and then we have to prove that we can also bring great stories there and that we can do that with our studios and our creators as well yes partnering but also creating our own stuff and learning and for us it's maybe a third um, at max uh, is is original IP right now and two third is uh, is servicing and but it varies a lot because depending of the development that we have compared to production actual production that we put in the studio uh, it varies a year by year you know so but it's going to be a, a balance in the coming years I don't see it you know being more than half and half for a moment because it takes time to just you know put this lineup of new projects and we we also believe that the time is so great to partner at, at the moment that we don't want to uh to stop doing those great partnerships with with established uh studios and creators out there that have great brands already and that need our visual approach and, and what we can bring to the table as an animation studio as well so it's exciting in both ways right now and i would think also that it's you know in, in defense of service production it's also a kind of more solid work you know maybe a bit simpler it comes in this is what you have to make this is what you have to do and it's reliable income especially if it's something that's repeating whereas original ip you have to wait and see if it's going to be a hit or not it's two models that i think that are when you bring them together you get the best of both worlds but as i said at the beginning it's hard to do because your head is like split in two and you know trying to build a service model and then the product model mm -hmm. and but um i think that going forward we we need uh to create products as well so we have value over time and we bring more value for what we do so combination of both uh gaining so much because we're learning every time we're partnering with great you know writers like let's say that the marvel project we're doing we can see the script coming we can see how well the marvel studios you know do their stuff at, creatively so we're like oh okay we need to be at, at this level so we're learning every time we partner with them and it helps us bring you know quality and value on our own stuff so i think it's uh, it's just to be patient and and keep keep going and keep doing what we're doing but yes both both models are very different and they bring value in in different ways and yes they kind of solidify in our in our sense as an entrepreneur helps us you know getting job keeping our permanent staff on board and that these are are very important things that we wanted to bring uh to the table when we started the company not going too much like you know 50 people 550 people that was not our plan specifically yeah. yes and, and fred uh, Eric, uh, uh with uh, with digital dimension how much of the, of that balance tends to be uh, yeah probably like uh, like everyone like uh Denny and uh, isabel most of the revenue and the food the the work that we're doing right now it's true services but we're still young as an ip development studio where we would just start or, or developing a portfolio like two, three years ago. So we, and, and we're still at the, the beginning of this new adventure for us, but uh, we have big ambition and like, uh, like then you want to do the thing the, the right way. We don't want to, to uh, overstep. And, <laughs> and so that's the, and, and it's, it's part of building the future of the studio. So we, so we're taking this really seriously. We want to make it well. We are also doing new looks and we're trying to find also our DNA in this. So what kind of story we want to tell, what kind of project that will, we think will re resonate with tomorrow's and today's uh, market. So that's all part of the R&D that we're doing. So we have uh, at the moment like eight IPs in different state of development. 
uh, but we have one that now we're starting seeing some traction. So we're we're focusing a bit more on this one right now. But again, we're we're learning a lot right now. We we are looking for the, the right partner to help us and find a home for for these amazing uh, stories and and characters and so on. So that that that's where we are right now. But again, services right now help us build the studio recognition and yes. bring also amazing talent. Uh, the project with Zack Snyder or the other project, uh, we have another project I cannot mention who's for, but our top 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 tier project that so these projects help us to nurture the, the studio talent, but also bring in on the on the ship uh, amazing talent that will us help us in the future to make this these IP successful. So that's that's amazing. And I would think that once you have those service production partnerships in place, that you know, I mean, for example, uh, you know, if you working with 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 marvel as is the case with, with with squeeze you then have a better opportunity to pitch them on your original ip you have these partnerships already in place and you can talk about furthering those partnerships with with your own ip right no yeah they're all part of big groups anyways you know right now so you have platforms but you have like disney <laughs> the big family universal so as soon as you start working with one of those component component from those big groups then you know you have doors open to pitch your stuff and and you started i think the uh introduction saying that they are eager for new content and that's really true because the now they are you know asking you yeah that's great we're doing this project by the way do you have anything new to showcase do you have any ideas right now so it's really not aggressive in a bad way but aggressive in a good way that that we are pushed um, you know, in this in this way of, of trying to bring them some stuff and show them. And as Marie-Claude said, what's changed, I think, is that they really want to see it as soon as possible so we can enter in a collaboration or a discussion very early on, which is different than I believe when we started the studio nine years, uh, nine years ago from my point of view. So now we're trying to change a little bit the way we're doing things, saying we're not ready, we're not ready. So we're trying to be ready sooner and say, hey, that's okay. I'll just tell you about the cool idea that we had very early on so we can partner on developing this together and that's that's what i hear the most right now this yeah. openness and this will you know to to hear about our ideas very soon and that's like interesting an for content they're very hungry for content yeah and yeah. i think it's developing just... ip is all about patience it's all about patience as uh, fred was saying we want to take our time um, we we basically only develop co original content. So as I say, very little service has been done through Carpedium, and um, and some projects. The one that is being in production is in production for the last two months, has been in development for over ten years. So you know, I don't wish for anybody to wait ten years to see their program, <laughs> their project being done. But it's a reality. It's a reality that we that we have to face. You know, I think that the average time is about five years when you consider the first blank page of a script to the end to the. But um, but sometimes it could take ten years. It's a question of timing. It's a question of the subject is better now than it was then. Um, there's all all of those things come into play into the development of the IP. Yes, and I wonder if you can speak as well, uh, Marie Claude, to to a little bit of the the difference between the Quebec sector and say Vancouver or Toronto. I think a lot of people, they, they know they know Canada is a strong destination for animation overall, but they maybe think, you know, Vancouver is very well known for having certain animation studios there. What, how would you characterize the appeal of Quebec as a destination to do 
both service uh, uh, production animation and IP animation? I think there's the quality of the artists to start. Obviously, we have a pool of artists that, and a lot of it due to the great amount of servicing that has been done, um, they have been pushed to become just better and better artists. And that is all uh, a lot due to, to the service work. Uh, but then again, there is the quality of the writing, the quality of the, the experience of the producers, the, the management of IPs, the management of production. We have to remember that 20 years ago, we were the, the core place on the North American side to co-produce with Europe. Every European were coming to Quebec to co-produce. We were the king of the king of the animation. That So we have all this expertise into the, the management of our production, the way that we work. Um, and we have a bit of both. We have the American influence and we have the European influence, a bit more in Quebec than in the rest of Canada. Mm -hmm. So when you want a, pro a project to have this flavor to be open to the rest of the world, there's probably even more sources for that uh, in Quebec. And um, and the two, the both languages, we fluently speak English and French. We can accommodate all of the buyers, all of the pre-sales and all of that into um into the approval system we have this capacity and i i have something that i'd like to say but i think that the fact we have four very strong season we are people that are easily adapt to and co-production is about adapting it's yeah. about play you know and i i i, I, I put that on the case yeah. of the four very strong seasons we have that we had to adapt all of our lives so we've become better co-producers therefore yes Although this last year, there's only been one season and that's been indoors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12 months of indoors. Uh, Isabel, I want, to, I want to bring you back into the conversation here. When we go back to talking about international co-production, international partnerships, what are really the territories that you're, that you're seeing? I mean, I know you're all open to working with companies from all over the world, but thus far, which have been the companies that have had the appetite to, to, to do this work? Is it mostly the US? Is it mostly Germany, Switzerland? Uh, well, in the U.S., it, we've done a lot of service work, um, but for co-productions, we are looking at uh, Australia. I think that they have sensibilities that we we can share with them. The 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 cultural culturally, it's a very good match. Europe is also a really good match because there's so different, like they have so many different territories. So Ireland, France. So we really are open to those different markets. I know you wanted a specific answer, <laughs> but we're open to those specific uh, markets and the the treaties. So um, in Canada, we have co-production treaties, so they, they're really helpful and we can, um, you know, be a minority co-production partner or a, a majority co-production partner. And for, for us, like we're open to both. I think um, one of our challenges financing uh, productions, original IP, all in Canada. So co-production is a great way to um, helping solve that problem. And a lot of the like we, we want to work with also Asia, like I we, we want to work with them as well. But for for the moment, the people we're speaking to are currently in Europe, but uh, we're open again to the, the rest of the world. We yes, yes. Europe and Australia is Australia is interesting. I wouldn't have naturally assumed yeah, they they have a lot of uh, cultural resemblance uh, to Canada, but and yes. uh, we we have such great relationships with them that uh, it's it's a natural fit for us. Yes, and, and Denis, I wonder if I can flip over to you when you're going. You, you mentioned Isabel. You all see each other at MIP TV and MIPCOM and markets like that. When you're there, Denis, the meetings that you're having, which which territories do they tend to be with? 
where do you see the opportunity? Um, I think that naturally we had a lot of meetings with, uh, you know, French uh, people at first. And then uh, I would say that given the nature of what we're trying to do, which is, you know, kind of high-end, big, you know, treaty stuff, we ended up uh, talking a lot with UK and the States, even though it's hard, like Isabelle said, to do co-production, official co-production with the US because of the treaties and all those, those stuff. We're trying to go around that and try to see how we can do a development or production together in other ways, like financing in other ways. I think we're we're not uh, we're not like looking at it through uh, definitively through the, the official treaty or, or this kind of co-production, official co-production, but more like how can we co-finance this, co-own this IP, co-work together because uh, we're closer, I would say, to some of the the big projects that we want to do with with the states and the vision that that we have with 3D so it brings us a lot with with Los Angeles mainly and part of it UK as well yes. um that's um, yeah i'd love to mention something uh, if if i say if i can like a minute when you ask about quebec earlier was the difference i think that we there's something we don't mention much and we should it's technology yes we're doing art and we're telling stories and more and more i really believe that how we do things going to be probably as important as what we do, uh, given you know the the you know the push for content. We need to be efficient. We need to do things in different ways. And technology is behind this digital form of art. You know, it's it's basically digital. So I think that we can say that thanks to video games, VFX, VR, AR, AI, we have this pool of crazy great developers and talent and technology that support you know the platforms that we use to to create and it's going to be more and more important as we go and we just mentioned the, the crossovers you know between different uh storytelling uh, formats you know and it's going to be big and big and, and even bigger uh and very soon not in in 10 years in my opinion so relying on this uh, base of developers and technology and being very strong at this will propel the art and the stories that we want to do in a very great way uh, when you 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 bring the budget in line as well to create the quality that we all expect. So that's something I just wanted to bring to uh, conversation because I think it's it's uh, we don't we don't state but you don't tell it uh, often it and we should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's this mix there. There's there's the, right. the, the tax credits that you get in Canada. There's the technological advancements. There's the blend of culture that you get. That mix of North Americanism and Europeanism. There's fresh pools of talent coming through. Um, now, Marie-Claude, I know you're chomping at the bit. I'm going to dive back to you. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit. I'm really glad that we've managed to get this far without mentioning COVID, but I am now <laughs> going to mention COVID and bring it into the conversation. <laughs> it has been obviously a very, very weird year. To what degree is Quebec returning to normal? I know that <clears throat> the provincial Quebec government was one of the first to come forward and say, we have money for producers. We'll help you out with the insurance. Um, we want to re-encourage activity in the sector. We want to get people back to work. H how are things there now? I would imagine the animation sector is a bit better protected because you don't have to go on sets and do shooting. But how are, th how are things there now? Are people returning to the office? I mean, what's the situation? No, people are yet returning to the office. Uh, we're all working at distance, but it's the beauty of animation. We have the capacity of working at distance. So uh, the big challenge will be to bring back the artists into the studio after this, because they will want to work for home and then we'll have space to rent, but that's another subject. Um, the, the government has been very supportive. We have to say that we talk, I talk every day with, with co-producers around the planet and 
they've not had the support that we've had. So first we had um, support from uh, the federal and the provincial government on a, a company base. So really to keep paying our rent, to keep paying uh, some of our staff, uh, we had some help on um, split uh, the the cost of uh, all of all of the uh, employees' paychecks. You know, so there was a really a, a constructive way of helping us, and then we got a tons of programs. So it was not an easy COVID. Ha ha ha! I'm doing nothing. No no no. We worked like crazy as producers because there was a new fund every day <laughs> coming up. Um, so we've been helped a lot in the development sector. Uh, Stodek came up with uh, about half a dozen of programs to adapt books. So a lot of work for the artists, not necessarily for the producers, but for the artists. And we had received some help for, for, on the corporate side. So now it was the time to give back to the artists. So a lot of help in development. Um, the, the, the start of production was a little delayed. It was not, you know, in May, we, technically, we should all be starting to shoot. We did not. So it's, it was more pushed to the end of the fall for a lot of the of the production to start. Um, the government was there for the insurance in Quebec, and then the federal took over. Uh, we even had some help from the provincial government, us in animation, to help install our artists in their homes. So to pay for the... Uh, bandwidth to pay for the extra computers, et cetera, et cetera. So there was at many point uh, a real support. Now we have to go into the next phase, which is now getting some work done and getting some IPs financed, which is now really what we're looking at uh, specifically in this uh, in this season of spring, which is all the new projects coming uh, yes. because there was a, a kind of a limbo of how much project could start because of the availability of money. Has that been the experience for the other panelists? Well, if I can add, um, we're really lucky in animation. And I speak to from, for all of us because we were able to continue um, development and everything from home. And our artists, like Marie-Claude said, they like working from home. Um, so it's it, it was we're really fortunate uh, for our industry in animation to be able to continue working and developing it. And yes, we didn't go to markets, but we were able to pitch on Zoom, which is different, but we were able to continue. So I think, yes, COVID has been challenging, but it's also um, the resilience of the industry, I think, was uh, was really great. And we're very blessed in our industry. Yes. Yeah, right, has that been the experience with the digital dimension? Yeah, I don't think we, we will come back like we, like it was before. I think we'll, we'll find our new way to do animation and work all together. And I think also this open new horizon, just in terms of uh, talent recruitment, let's say. So now we, we are working with talent all over the world it's with, because it's much, it's much easier now because all the infrastructure has been put for the local team. Now we can use this infrastructure in an easier way to to make this blend of uh, talent from all around the world so i think that that's a good thing from covid and and i don't think we want to to forget this after all this so we, we want to continue this um but again we uh, we all really lucky to be in animation and we are innovators, uh, like uh, Denis said, technology is at the, the center of everything. Technology serves creativity. And again, we <laughs> we did this during this crisis. So uh, from the day one, we were remote and now we're still in remote. And 
all the production are going as they should be, uh, knock on wood. And uh, and we never has been that busy. I'm not remember working that hard since uh, even in gaming, uh, I was from the video game before, even in the boom of gaming, uh, now it's just a, the big boom of animation and it's crazy, it's exciting, it's fun, but that's a lot of work, a lot of opportunity, but a lot of competition as well. So yeah, it's a, it, it keeps us on our toes, let's say. <laughs> Marie-Claude Beauchamp, Fred Fober, Denis Doré and Isabelle Bilodeau speaking with Adam Benzine as part of C21's Content Quebec On Demand, which concluded online last week. Video versions of all the sessions are available on c21media.net if you're a pro subscriber, and there'll be more from the event in the podcast tomorrow. But in the meantime, stay safe and up to date with all the latest international TV industry news and views by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Thanks for listening. <laughs>